0: Welcome to Engaging Experts, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with influential attorneys. Our guests will describe their practice and expertise. Then we will go deep on various topics related to effectively using expert witnesses. Hey, everybody, this is Russ Rosenzweig. I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders of Roundtable Group, where we have been helping attorneys to more efficiently then thoroughly and cost effectively locate and engage expert witnesses for the past 27 years. And uh, I'm also the co-host of this show in which we endeavor to interview the world's leading attorneys about their expert witness practices and how they engage experts and the techniques and tactics that they use. And for this show, we're gonna turn the tables a bit And uh, I'm going to be interviewed by our beloved and amazing John Corcoran, who is the world's leading expert on podcasts, in my opinion. And uh, John, take it away.
1: Russ, it's a pleasure to be back again. And we got a couple of different topics we wanted to hit on here. So I'm glad that we're back again. But first, before we get into those topics, this episode is brought to you by Roundtable Group, the expert on experts for 27 years. They've helped litigators to locate, assess, and engage the best and most qualified expert witnesses. Roundtable Group is a great complement to any litigator's expert witness quest, and their search is always free of charge. Their skilled team will review the complaint or patent and discuss all the nuances and details of the perfect expert. They perform thorough and comprehensive research and contact the candidates to check for conflicts and confirm their availability, saving attorneys hours and hours of time. That really can't be uh, overstated how, how uh, valuable that is. So if you need an expert witness now, you can go visit roundtablegroup.com or you can also contact them at engagingexperts at roundtablegroup.com. All right. So Russ, First of all, we've done a couple of different episodes where we've talked about recruitment of experts, how to how to find them, how to interview them, how to check for conflicts. We've covered all that kind of stuff. But I realized after one of our previous episodes that we didn't talk about a really important point, And that is what happens after that expert has been placed, because if I'm an attorney, I've got a trial that's coming up. I'm in active litigation. One of my biggest fears is, you know, getting placed with an expert and then there's a dispute with that expert over a bill or, you know, worse, the expert is not a good fit and we need to get them replaced at the last minute. So give me some assurance Russ, that I'm not going to be left holding the bag if something like that happens. Yeah, that's
0: a great question, John. And, you know, all too often clients may think that once an expert is engaged through Roundtable Group, it's kind of the end of our role and just the very beginning of the attorney's role. Uh, And that's not the case. Uh, We stay with our clients every step of the way, uh, even in the post retention context. And we're very proud of this. Uh, And first and foremost, once a client decides upon an expert to engage, you know, there's sometimes a process for that. Uh, An expert might have a contract, the client might have a contract template, the client's, you know, the law firm might have a preferred template. uh, And we really jump in there and just ensure that the engagement itself gets solidified very quickly and flawlessly. Then what happens is, you know, the expert gets to work and uh, they roll up their sleeves and deliver their magic and, you know, their gifts as expert witnesses. Um, And it's our job, you know, even my job personally, John, um, to ensure that our clients are happy with the experts. Um, And, you know, this manifests itself with, you know, we're, we're very proud that we check in periodically with our clients. Um, how's the expert doing? Is, uh, is she exceeding your expectations? Um, we can optionally help the client with ensuring deadlines are met um, and any sort of project management kind of work that the client doesn't have time for. And this is optional if they, if they need and want that. Uh, and the other role we play, I play this role personally, is I, I look at the invoices That the experts send, John. And, you know, I kind of monitor those. If I see any invoice that looks like, how do I say, that the expert's been doing a lot of work on the project, you know, I will pick up the phone and call the client myself. Um, And first of all, thank them for their business, but also make sure that the expert really is exceeding expectations and that the client uh, was expecting an invoice in that amount. And, you know, if there once in a while there's, there's issues, there's concerns, like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. And that's, I think, some would say, the core greatest value that we bring as a company, you know, we don't leave a client high and dry. We really are, how do I say, skillful diplomats in this regard. And, you know, we're just good at understanding what the issue is and getting the expert on the line and figuring out, you know, the right compromise and, uh, this is a kind of a skill that I've been developing over the years, and we're very proud of our sort of post-retention work that we do.
1: I want to ask about some of those those calls. What those calls are like? Because you're a busy guy, you got a lot of people working for you. You got a, a big company. What is it like when the litigator all of a sudden hears from you? Maybe they've been working with someone else, and you're you pick up the phone and you call them. You've probably got some people that are a little bit shocked to hear from you in a good way.
0: Yeah, some are surprised, especially the first phone calls they get from me, because they don't often have like a vendor calling to thank them for their business and to like, make sure they were expecting an invoice of that amount. It's usually the opposite, like the vendor calls to say, where's my money. (laughs) (laughs) But what happens is, you know, we just, we're really, we're really proud of the relationships we've built with these attorneys who, you know, many of them are seasoned partners at the world's most elite firms. Um, And, you know, uh, it just helps us build that relationship and rapport, you know, we've already been working together for months, you know, we've already read the complaint and strategized about the complexities and nuances of who's the right kind of expert. And we've already kind of been in the war room, so to speak, interviewing candidates and learning and presenting more more candidates. So Roundtable Group is quite invested (laughs) in the matter by the time an expert gets engaged. So just kind of continuing to develop that rapport and follow the progress of the case and kind of be valuable when there is, you know, God forbid, like an invoice dispute. Um, It just having been engaged together for all these weeks and months, it just makes the process much easier and clients appreciate it.
1: All right. I got a couple of things I want to ask you about, but before we wrap up this topic, anything else that we want to talk about, about this really kind of important point, because it's, it's important for attorneys to know that they have ongoing support, but anything else you wanted to add to that topic?
0: Only thing I might add is one other thing we try to do that maybe is a little bit unusual uh, in sort of a vendor context is, you know, John, every lawyer that we work with is just as much an expert as any of the professors or expert witnesses that we're finding for them. You know, these lawyers are world-class experts and they themselves often specialize in particular areas of the law and uh you know whenever possible we really try to help them with business development to introduce them to business owners and others who might need the services of those attorneys you know i happen to be very deeply immersed in the community of fast growing private company business owners in our country i'm in the young presidents organization and the entrepreneurs organization and collective 54 and just Constantly, every day, John, people come to me and say, hey, does Roundtable Group know a lawyer who specializes in this topic or that topic? So anything we could do to you know, even bring customers to our beloved clients is something that we're also very proud of.
1: Yeah. And shout out to Sean McGinnis, who's involved in Collective 54, which is a wonderful organization. So I just wanted to mention that. He's a great guy. Um, okay, well, let's move on to, um, you know, you you mentioned uh, under along the lines of unusual. This is a little bit unusual, considering that, you know, your bread and butter is helping law firms to, to place experts. But you actually go in and you open the kimono, so to speak, and do trainings and education and teach law firms about your methodologies, how you go about it. But it's also out of a a bit of a, a spirit of just belief in getting the best experts out there is going to help justice to be done. So let's talk a little bit about that, about some of the education and training work that you do and how you came about doing that.
0: Well, that's a fun topic for me, John. We're very proud of our work in this area. And I'm just recalling over the past 20 years, you know, I've delivered CLE programs Um, For the American Bar Association directly. Uh, I've done it for dozens of, you know, leading law firms in the US, but I've also delivered CLE programs in Hong Kong, and in Singapore and in London and so even just talking about this topic, brings back great memories and uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's a very special part of the work we do here. Just it's an honor to be even able to play this role as a kind of a teacher or instructor um, and to go into the, you know, uh, conference rooms or Zoom conference rooms of, uh, of our best and favorite clients and to really share with them uh, exactly how we do it. Uh, and we go into quite thorough detail. You know, I earned my MBA at the University of Chicago. Uh, and so, you know, we we were taught about data and thoroughness and rigor, um, and that's the spirit of our CLE programs. They're a yeah. good hour, and we go pretty deep into all the nuances of what it takes to find and engage experts.
1: So let me ask you this, because we did other episodes where we talked about that, talked about the process of of researching experts, tracking them down. And if you go and listen to those other episodes, you'll know it's not easy to find these experts in these obscure topics. So my question for you is how do you even encapsulate that into an education and training program? In other words, how how do you teach someone else to do what you've learned to do over 20 plus years? How's that even possible?
0: Uh, Well, (laughs) it's, uh, it's very time consuming to do what we do, Um, but it is teachable um and i've always found it to be almost an enjoyable sport uh, to really show a, a group of attorneys all the steps that we for example take when searching for an expert normally at the end of it they just call us and ask for our help with finding experts but it's still really um fun and um very educationally enjoyable to Share that. Like, for example, one thing we share in these CLE programs is the power of a Google search. Um, And 99% of the attorneys that we present these programs to, you know, when they're looking for experts in Google, they type in keywords in the search bar. Um, And you know, there's like a reason why Google is a trillion dollar company. And that reason is because there's so much more you can do with Google research than typing in keywords in that search bar. People Mm. don't realize this, but there's formulas and techniques um, and shortcuts, and there's ways to limit your search, like only to CVs and resumes. Um, And like nearly every CV and resume in the world is on Google (laughs) these days. Um, So all these little techniques and tricks that we've learned um, and how to use Google Scholar to find authors and to reach out to them and, you know, how to use the static directories effectively and, you know, things to look for within Westlaw and LexisNexis and, you know, engaging with trade associations and, you know, even using LinkedIn to do advanced searches when you don't need an academic expert, but more like an industry expert. Uh, we, you know, sort of open up the kimono, so to speak, and really share all those details with our clients in the CLE context.
1: Yeah. So, there, so for those who want to, and don't have, they have the time, they have the energy and they can do the research themselves. They can do it. And if not, you're there if they need the help.
0: Yeah. And uh, we encourage them to do it, to do some of it. You know, we like to be collaborative. We like to do it, you know, kind of together uh, and always welcome our attorney clients to do some of the search work themselves if they have time for it. It becomes a very collaborative endeavor. But, you know, that's just the beginning, as we already discussed in the past podcast. You know, once you find 20 candidates, then you have to call them all up.
1: Excellent. All right, Russ, this has been great. Where can people go to learn more about you and connect with you, reach out, send you a message, any of those things? Well, people can
0: go to roundtablegroup.com,
1: but I'll tell you something, John, any of our beloved listeners
0: that actually got through the entire podcast and are all the way at the end and stuck with us, they can contact me personally. Uh, And my email is russ at
1: roundtablegroup.com. All right. That's the privilege they get for listening to the very end. They get the coveted email (laughs) (laughs) address. All right, Russ. Thanks so much. Great job, John. Thanks again.
0: Thanks for listening to Engaging Experts. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss our future episodes.